All right, welcome yeah. back. If you did not know it, we are on remote today. Lopez McHugh Law Firm, brilliant law firm here in Morristown, New Jersey. They are part of our radio town, and they made a very generous offer to yeah. have us here today, Al. And then they put out a big spread. You but can't believe how the, much food. Ooh. None of the lawyers are here yet, and speculation is growing that lawyers in Morristown don't awaken until mid-morning at best. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. very wealthy, Al. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, place try is to beautiful. Sh- yeah. It's a beautiful place place here we love it all right anyway we in this hour Rhea Hughes is going to tackle a problem mm-hmm. about the NFL the NFL did a great job in saving the life of one of its players Absolutely, right yes and then still found a way to make themselves look stupid with a ridiculous lie mm-hmm. and we are going to try to figure out why the NFL lied to the public at a time of their best performance mm-hmm. makes no sense to me on the lie with me ladies and gentlemen is a man I admire greatly because, well, Mike Sealski, Al, yes. is a brilliant columnist for TheAcquire.com, and he works right here at WIP, and he's on live with us right now. Hi, Mike. Morning, Angelo. Hi, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey. Did you choose going into sports to avoid some of the life-and-death stories that a lot of journalists deal with if they're covering a war or even working in politics? Did you do this because it's more fun? No, I did it because it's the only thing I know. It's the ah. thing I know best. Um, you know, I, I like covering and writing about um, the real-life occasions that cross over with sports. Uh, it just so happens that I know more about the 1985 Phillies than I do just about anything else. Wow. All right. So that, that indicates, Al, that Mike is deeper than I am, at least. All right. So, Mike, let me get to what happened with uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, you did find a tremendous uh, – uh, kind of saw a measuring stick. But first of all, do you think what happened to Hanlon on Monday night will change sports? I'm not sure. I mean, I think it will change sports in that uh, leagues and teams and stadiums will be better prepared to handle something like this, I hope, uh, that you'll see uh, better preparation um, in case something like this happens. But I think... This seems almost unique. Uh, this is so rare that uh, a situation like this, uh, where a player goes into cardiac arrest on the field, happens that I'm not sure how much will change. I think it might be different if uh, Hamlin had suffered a head injury and was in critical condition. I think that would be different because of the nature of football and the history of dealing with CTE and concussions and head injuries and things like that. But I think it's easy to chalk this up as being a one-in-a-million sort of thing, and I'm not sure how much it's going to change. Yeah, and it really, medically, I think it probably was a one-in-a-million situation. So you told this, you did this column on Chuck Hughes, who was a member of the Eagles. It did not happen when he was on the Eagles, but he died in an NFL game. It's the only occasion when it happened. What impact did his death have on the game 40 years ago, Mike, 50 years ago? It's it's hard to say that it had any impact at all. They continued the game. Uh, I mean, he Hughes basically dropped dead with 62 seconds left in a game. Uh, he was playing for the Lions in a game against the Bears. And players on the field kind of knew what was happening. One of the things that I couldn't uh, totally confirm and couldn't squeeze into the piece was that the person who recognized first the, the problems that Hughes was having was Dick Butkus. There were players on the field who thought that Hughes was faking an injury to try to stop the clock. 
And it was Butkus, who was playing linebacker for the Bears at the time, who uh, motioned to the sideline and said, no, this is serious. Somebody help him. Um, but it didn't change very much. They played the game. Uh, no rules were changed, as far as I know. And it was taken to be, as we said just a minute ago, this kind of lightning bolt moment that nobody, uh, everybody assumed wouldn't happen again. What, what was uh, officially the cause of death? Mike, are you there? Uh, yeah, sorry, I got. I'm getting a. Oh, we're losing. Somebody's Mike here. calling him while he's on. That's what's happening. Oh, okay. So I what think what the mean? official cause what of death is. Nope, oh, there he is. Angela, Mike. are you there? Yes, we're good. Mike, sorry, oh, just... I got an I got an amber I got an amber alert oh, on my phone wow. as soon as you asked me the question. Oh, geez. sorry about wow. that. All right. Well, what was the no, cause of fine. death, Mike? Um, he had a a blockage in an artery. He had oh, a okay. blood clot. All right, Mike. Here's the thing. All right. Should we, I, I, I'm asking this really for myself, should I feel guilty that even after this terrible thing on Monday night, I still care about the Eagles game? Is there, is there a way that you could have both, or should I now react the way a human should react and say, wow, all I really care about is the health and the safety of the players? Uh, well, look, I think you can care about both. I think a lot of us have cared about both. Uh, Angel, I can remember... A couple of years ago, um, after Tommy, it was revealed that Tommy McDonald had suffered from CTE, I, I wrote a column where I talked to Ray Dinger about this, and he admitted to me, uh, and I'm sure he would admit it to you and to anyone who asked him, that he felt kind of whipsawed by those feelings of, boy, I love football, but man, I feel guilty about enjoying a sport and an activity that causes its participants so much physical pain and could you know, hasten their deaths in some ways. Um, I think at some level you have to be able to say, and this is kind of how I rationalize it to myself, you know, these are grown men. They are making choices to, to compete and participate in this activity. Uh, at this stage, uh, most of them know the risks. Uh, I think virtually all of them know the risks. They just want the NFL to be upfront about those risks and not hide research and information and all of that, and they can make the choices for themselves. In terms of the fans – Look, Angelo, football is far and away the most popular sport in this country. I think millions and millions of people are living with kind of the, the cognitive dissonance, the conflict within themselves of, oh, my gosh, this sport is so brutal. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible what happened to this young man. But come Sunday, particularly around here at 425, I guarantee you we're all going to be in front of our televisions watching Eagles-Giants. Perfect answer, perfect answer. I, I just – I, I, let me try a couple of just basic football th questions, Mike. So the Eagles lose the two games that Hurts doesn't play. So uh, doesn't that indicate that they are only a truly great team when he does? It, it certainly supports that <laughs> that idea, yeah. Um, look, there was all that debate about, you know, how valuable is Hurts really? Is it the system? Is it him? Well, he is the system. Those of us who have been watching this team all year, you guys among them, could see that, uh, that his unique set of abilities made this offense go and filtered down to the entire team. I think the last two games show that. Uh, as, as well as Minshew played against the Cowboys, he played that poorly against the Saints, and the Eagles are not able to, kind of, to run the kind of offense that they want to run. Now, having said that, this was kind of that the injury to Hurts was kind of always the risk here. I've been saying this all year. They are playing Jalen Hurts and running their offense as if 
giving him a long-term contract and making him the franchise quarterback is not really a priority to them. They are playing as if they were going to wring every drop out of him. He's going to carry the ball. He's going to sneak. He's going to do whatever he is asked and then some to help the Eagles win games. And if he gets hurt, well, that's the risk you take. So, um, but to answer your question, yeah, I think it, it does support the case that he's the most valuable player, certainly on the team and possibly in the league. Well, that's the thing. I, th- there is now a, a dialogue that is not even including Hurts anymore as an MVP. But they were 13-1 and with him and 0-2 without him. If they come back Sunday and play a terrific game and easily wipe out the Giants, starters or otherwise, doesn't it just reinforce the value he had to the Eagles this year? Oh, of course it does. But uh, voters who vote for such things, and I'm not one of them, would argue he didn't play the entire season. So, therefore, uh, a player who did, maybe someone like Patrick Mahomes or, I don't know, Josh Allen, someone else, uh, is therefore better qualified for the award. I guess. I just that's not a logic I would follow. But, anyway, uh, you, you think he will play Sunday, right, Mike? I would be surprised if he didn't, yes. All right. And I guess uh, I just want to end with this because um, – it was a stunning end to your Chuck Hughes piece. Is, so he dies on the field, and then you told the story of the saddest part of it, because how did it end? Well, the night before the game, uh, he and his wife, Sharon, had been at a party, and they had gotten in an argument. Uh, their son wanted to chew a piece of gum, and one of them, and the son was only 23 months old at the time. And one, you know, uh, Chuck or his wife said, oh, it's okay for him to chew the gum. I think Chuck said he didn't want him to, and, and the wife said, no, it's fine. And the, this little disagreement ended up escalating to the point where uh, Sharon left the party and went home, and Chuck left the party and went to the team hotel, and they never spoke again. Uh, the next day, he played the game against the Bears and, and died. Uh, and that was, that was the last time they spoke to each other was that argument. It's a stunning piece. Mike, all you do is great stuff. I love reading you. I love listening to you on WIP. You're awesome. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, Angelo. Appreciate it. And the message there, Al, is simple. What? Little things should not matter to us. Uh, Work things out. Go to bed happy. You know? Isn't that that? No, that's. Wake up happy. I tried to show a little (laughs) profound and wake up happy. If you go to bed happy, you're going to wake up happy, right? It could. And what happens in between will, you know. That's why I have, uh, as I enter a new phase of my own life. What phase is that? The final? (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? As I enter the final phase of my life, Al. Yeah. Go to bed alone. (laughs) I am not going to sweat the little thing. Have some. Yeah, never mind. Right? Yeah. Chewing gum. Let them chew. What's going to happen? Ralph is on the line from South Philly. Hi, Ralphie. How you doing, guys? I'm great, Ralph. What's on your mind today, pal? I don't. Why are we going through the charade? Is he going to play or not? He should have played last week. Yeah. And won the game, and then this week off. It's the game they love to play, and somehow they think the cow, the the Giants, who are playing for nothing, are going to have an entirely different uh, uh, game plan for Minshew than they are for us. Why should they? The Eagles played as if the Eagles didn't even have a different game plan. It's dumb. (laughs) You know what it is? They're going to have to acknowledge it. They even said yesterday, limited participant. Yeah. Limited my ass. You understand? We know he's playing. We know he could have played last week. I'll go further. You want me to go further, Ralph? I think he could have played against the Cowboys. I do. He He wanted to. If that kid... He's smart enough to know whether he could perform 
successfully, and he said, play me in Dallas. They should have. That's a player. That kid's got heart. The best part of everything was we're playing the team who's 26th against the run, and we come out throwing the whole first half. Yeah. No, and and here's the thing. They get irritated when you bring this stuff up. Do you know, Ralph? I mentioned that I wasn't that thrilled with the defense. Right. And and uh, Sirianni goes, yeah, I figured that. You know, he gave me that kind of thing. <laughs> and I went, hold on a minute. Yeah. You allowed a nine-minute drive to set the tone for that football game. You allowed Andy, whatever his Dalton. name was, at, at Dalton and that other schlub, 24 Tyson passes, Hill. 20 completed, right? They, they controlled the ball for 37 minutes. And you want to tell me how great Gannon was? Right. Come on, give me a break. You watch it. You know more than I do, Barrett. That wasn't a great performance by the defense. It was awful watching the entire guy. You know, I, I watched it like three times just so I get the gist of what they were trying to do. Mike yeah. Quick had to be sedated <laughs> in, late in the first quarter. You should have heard Mike Quick going, well, this zone is too soft. But don't it, you don't you hear all the people though? They, they had they had a great second half. They were defense was fantastic. No, it like, was the game itself. No, it, none of it was. Stop. I was positive that if uh, if the game got tied or something, the defense would collapse. I was positive. Uh, so, we, all we get is this garbage about how great Gannon is. I watch the games; he stinks. Did anybody see the post game show? Michael Barkan had an aneurysm. Oh, I, I loved it. No, here was the thing. And Barrett was st- sitting right there. Yeah. He starts screaming at Reuben Frank <laughs> right. over the over the quarterback uh, sneak. And Reuben Frank is yelling and Mike is yelling. And I thought at that point there might be a fracas. And, uh, but then I realized, well, Barrett's in the middle. Nobody's fighting there. Right. I, I was there to mediate a little. Were they Barrett, really uh, screaming at each other? <laughs> yes. Oh, they was, it yeah. was a full-blown scream, Rhea, and it was delightful. What, because, <laughs> and uh, by the way, Michael was right and Ruben was wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ralph, give me a song with a city or a state in its title. Perfect for this week's game. We got New York, New York, and we got Philadelphia Freedom. Philadelphia Freedom. Which Could one? you sing me a little bit of that, Ralph? Uh, I'd rather not. I'm walking around the airport at work right now. But. All right. No, then I don't, you don't have to. Uh, Elton John, Philadelphia Freedom. Stay right on there. We got a little bit of that. That's a fun That's a song. great one. It's a great song. And Elton John, Al, that's the way to retire. See what he's doing? Are you going to dress like that? No. <laughs> go buy. We're going to just go get Barkhan's glasses. Dress like that. No, I got to go Al, back and find that. He is going on what is now appears to be a four-year final tour. Nice. That's a, that's a presidential administration. You hope. That's a long Al, Yes. That's a long tour. 215-592-9494. When we come back. Why is the NFL lying to us? Mm. They don't have to. WIP Sports Time 717. Hey, football season, you know it's well underway. Playoffs right there on the horizon. So what better time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino America's number one sports bet? Because right now, new customers, you got a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. 
Here's all you got to do. Sign up with the promo code Al. It's really all there for you. All kinds of odds, parlays, this, that. What do you want to – wherever you want to go. You become the coach. You're the GM. You run the show. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. You're going to love this app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official part of 94WIP. So sign up today with the promo code Al for your no-sweat first bet. That's promo code AL. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Brought to you by Window Nation. We'll still keep that day by day. We don't have to make a decision yet. Um, and we're going to see how this week goes. And we'll see how today's uh, walkthrough goes of, of everything. And then, you know, tomorrow we'll see a little bit more because we'll be um, more than a walkthrough. We'll be practicing. And so, you know, we'll get a better idea here within the next couple of days. Nick Sirianni on Jalen Hurts' availability as the 13-3 Eagles get set to face the Giants Sunday, 425 at the link. Hertz listed as a limited participant in Wednesday's walkthrough. Though the Inquirer's Jeff McLean reports Hertz took all the first team reps. We will talk to Jason Kelsey live here on the WIP Morning Show at 8 a.m. Sixers got by the Pacers 129 to 126 in overtime. Get Window Nation's home show savings. Two free windows with every two you buy, plus no interest for five full years. WindowNation.com slash home show. NBC 10 first alert forecast, mix of sun and clouds, high of 60. It's currently 54. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. 24, coming up next few minutes, Baron Brooks is going to explain to us why the Eagles offensive line was horrible in the game (laughs) last week. And how much of a bearing that was that a man who the Eagles are now 9-22 when he is not present Mr. Lane Johnson was not there. And is that the reason they were that bad? And we're doing that to ramp up toward Jason Kelsey at 8 o'clock out. Mm-hmm. He was not happy. I can't sugarcoat it. Yeah. He played a bad game. Well, yeah. And he never plays a bad game. And I want to hear his thoughts on how he played. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Ava Graves here with an update on our question. What do we got, Ava? Well, it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore at Chevy Equinox. Month January means huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find your roads at ArminChevy.com. Do you think Jalen Hurts will play on Sunday against the Giants? 87% say yes. And the other 13% are clueless. And they haven't checked the line. <laughs> Don't yeah, people the, know before the line, anybody? Right, right, right now. The line's still 14. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing. That, <laughs> the line is screaming. He's playing and the Giants starters are not. Yeah. But we don't know. We're not positive. The line normally knows. These guys at Vegas normally have yeah. the, right, the right information. All right. Now let me get to a, a, a very bizarre sequence of events with the NFL. Now, I have been very clear that I am not a fan of Roger Goodell, Al, and the reason I'm not is that Roger cares about one thing and one thing only, the NFL brand. Brand And And he will do whatever he has to to protect the the brand and will never hesitate to tell lies Mm -hmm. if necessary. That's been proven over and over again. Protect the brand. Well, here's what happened uh, Monday night because it's way different than normal. The National Football League has never looked better than they did in the moments after the very serious injury to DeMar Hamlin. Never looked better. Yeah. 
They had medical personnel on the field in a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. They had doctors. Al, do you know there were 30 doctors available at that facility? Amazing. 30 doctors. And the fact is they got out onto the field. They had the proper equipment. Mm -hmm. They defibrillated that young man. Mm -hmm. They brought him back to life. He had no pulse. They sent him to the hospital. They took every proper precaution. The National Football League saved the life of one of its players. Yep. That is a phenomenal performance by the league. Yes, it is. So you would think, Al, that after the fact, a couple of little things were not quite smooth. Right. That they would acknowledge what happened and just move on and, and take the bow for how well they performed under duress. Yeah, just move on. Yeah. Didn't do it. Did the opposite. During the game, Joe Buck, at one point, as people were trying to untangle mm -hmm. the severity of the injury and what it meant for the game itself, Joe Buck said this on ESPN. They've been given five minutes to, quote, unquote, get ready to go back to playing. That's the word we get from the league and the word we get from down on the field. But nobody's moving. I mean, nobody's out there really warming up. Everybody's just stagnant. And it looks like Sean McDermott, after talking to Zach Taylor, is going to pull his team the off the field. The game has been temporarily suspended. All right. Uh, the... Uh, and I guess what we're supposed to now think, based on the reaction of the NFL to yeah. that report, yeah. is that Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and the people at ESPN made the story up, that they did not get the information from a reliable source. Mm. Because shortly after, in a news conference after, a couple of hours later, Troy Vincent, speaking for the league, said, I don't know where that came from. Frankly, there was no time period for players to get warmed up. The only thing that we asked was that the referee communicate with both head coaches to make sure they had the proper time to discuss what was best. All right? Now, the fact is, those guys did not make it up. No. Those guys got their information from somebody representing the National Football League. Yeah. And they actually issued a statement. Indicate they defended themselves there. Right. Rhea, could you read what they said? Sure. There was constant communication in real time between ESPN and league and game officials, the network stated. As a result of that, we reported what we were told in the moment and immediately updated fans as new information was learned. This was an unprecedented, rapidly evolving circumstance. All night long, we refrained from speculation. So explain to me, Rhea, yep. why the league, in a moment where they look good, lied. Because they knew it would look insensitive. But, but here's what I, I will say. I, I, first of all, I'm impressed that ESPN stood behind their people because yep. they are a partner of the NFL. So I'm surprised that those two sides didn't get together and handle this. But once the NFL went public, ESPN had to back their people. I think what happened, and I've been very clear the last couple of days, that it was such a chaotic situation that somebody said to them from the league, I believe this, hey, normally what happens is when they get them off the field on an ambulance, we give the teams five minutes to warm up and then restart. They had never considered in that moment early that it would be suspended. All right, but that's, that's fine. But yeah. why would the league not just say that? Well, they should. What is, that, what is embarrassing about that? They saved the man's life. Just be honest with your fans. I don't understand what you can't say to them in the chaos of the moment. Somebody indicated to the broadcasters that this is typically what they do. 
and just let it go. Why do you lie and say, we don't know where that came from? It sure didn't come from us. We were not being insensitive. Why would you do that? That is, it tells me they will lie whenever they need to, whenever they think they're protecting the brand. I guess, but I mean, I guess the question becomes, what is, quote, the league? Exactly. There are people running a stadium. When you do a game, you have a contact that you use that's usually a stadium operations person. And they're told by a league source, whoever's – when you say the league, I mean, there's 20,000 people running around as NFL representatives. Like when when we check with the NHL, there's such a thing as the real – I mean, the NHL office. when When you say NHL, you think the NHL. Yeah. But there's somebody that's representing a league that's there and saying, here's the usual what happens. We give you five minutes, and this is what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's not uh, Roger Goodell and Troy uh, Vincent. Yeah. it's you uh, know. Whoever it is, they have to acknowledge that this information was given to the yeah. broadcasters who are partners with yeah, them. Yeah, somebody gave them the information. Why, are you, why exactly are you not just taking the minor, tiny little fall for that moment and, and then taking a bow for saving the man's life? It's stupid. It tells you the way they function. When in doubt, lie. (laughs) When in doubt, when when there's any pressure, when in any point social media is asking questions about you, just hide it, cover it up. No Uh, need to do that. You did a great job. Don't think they want people to think that we wanted to play, but the players. uh, They were being insensitive. I don't think anybody was thinking that. I really don't. I don't think anybody was thinking that. I don't think the NFL did anything wrong. Isn't it a huge – I can't believe we're talking about this after this, but isn't it a horrible story if a story gets out that the league wanted to play but the players walked off? But I, no one ever thought that happened. No one ever had that impression. Well, you would if you heard the report that no, they have five – No, not really because in the moment everybody was still processing exactly what had happened, well, the severity of what had happened. The league went out of its way. To, in the moment, lie rather than acknowledge the fact that that information came from somebody representing the league. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Even when they're brilliant, they're stupid. (laughs) Dennis is on the line from Mount Law. Hi, Dennis. Radio, man. How are you doing today? How are you today, Denny? Good. I want to make a comment about uh, this Sunday's game. It was originally 1 o'clock, right? They moved it to 4 425, yes. So so they're making it a national televised game. So, okay. So we absolutely positively have to win this game. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're going to be the fifth seed. Correct. Correct. So, and and if we're the fifth seed and Galen's not at 100%, it's going to be problematic. And and a whole season of greatness is going to go down. We have to win this game. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why he will definitely play. I and that's that. why I would – I'm not a better, and I wouldn't give 14 points. <laughs> really? But I'm pretty sure the Eagles are going to take this game more seriously than they took the New Orleans game. That back. money line must be because crazy. That Dennis, Dennis, to come out and play that awful in the first oh, half, t- to get booed off the field with a 13-2 and two record, mm-hmm. how badly do you have to play? And that I, was I, just pitiful. And they should wanna, all look in a mirror and say, I didn't do my job getting my team ready to play that game. Eight minutes, I wanted to have a beer every minute that they kept oh. moving down the field. It, it was terrible. nine minutes. It was eight <laughs> minutes and 58 seconds. Dennis, give me a song with a, a, a city or a state in the title. We're doing this because of Frank Sinatra, New York, New York, right? Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, we're going to trump him with another one that he closed the show with for over 10 years. 
my kind of town Chicago is. My Chicago. Oh, I love that song. That's a great song, and that is a great nominee. Remember, at the end, mm -hmm. Ava Graham, mm -hmm. because she's got pipes, yep. will do a medley oh. of the five ones she selects yep. as our finalists, and then we'll pull a name out of the hat, and they will win. The Novacare so get tickets. ready yes. for that, Ava. Uh, those are the Novacare uh, tickets. Let's go next to Richie. Hi, Rich. Rich, are you there? Rich is not there. We will go to Austin. Austin's there. I can hear him. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Austin? Hey, I am. I am well. How are you? Uh, first time caller here, long time lurker. Even though I'm feeling guilty about it, I am very, very uh, anticipating the game Sunday at 4:25. It means a great deal to me, Austin. Me too. I'm on. The, I'm on the in the same boat as you. It's it's a it's a Giants game. It's just how it's how we look at it, you know. Uh, I, we have invested so much in this awesome season. And it, if it ever went down the drain to the fifth seed in the playoffs and then an early exit, wow, what a kick in the groin that would be. Oh. Can't happen, See, Austin. I, we, can't, we can't do that. No, we, we can't do that. But it's interesting because we're the only team in NFL defeated on the road. Right. I did not hear only that. Only NFL we, team. Uh, no, no right. undefeated. They lost to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, they lost well, that, to oh, that, oh, I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't a wake Prior to Dallas. <laughs> All right, Austin, are you confident in the game Sunday? Confident in the Everyone's not playing. All right, you better just give me your song because you're blipping <laughs> bad on me. What do you got, Austin? The Sound of Philadelphia. The Sound of Philadelphia. Put it down. Ava, I hope you're keeping track of all these songs. 215-592-9494. We are in the beautiful law offices of Lopez McHugh today in Moorestown. They made a generous donation. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to these lawyers. None of them showed up, Al. Yeah, where are they? There's no Jim, lawyer. Uh, Jim's actually upstairs working, uh, listening to us. He is listening. From, from so the Jim, yeah. Do you think they is, set us up? They put us in here and left? Jim McHugh <laughs> of this firm is the only one who does any work here? No, there's, there's other people in the office. <laughs> Those right? other people in the office, they order Martha, the food. Uh, McHugh it and sounds Mar like they yeah. got a lot of fancy lawyers here who don't do that much. Martha, fellow redhead, is listening to us and enjoying no, us Martha's, thoroughly. I got nothing but good things to say about Martha. I'm concerned about these other guys who apparently McHugh's carrying away. Well, Martha and Associates, it should be. Two and five. <laughs> you know, you're right, Al. Why don't they change the name and make it more accurate? We women do run everything from behind the scenes. <laughs> you got that, that right. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. we come back, Barrett Brooks is going to tell us why the offensive line sucked on Sunday. WIP Sports Time, 737. If you own a business, this has been a bumpy ride. From pandemic to inflation, I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they have put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. They do all the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Find out if your business qualifies, just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. 
All right, welcome back. We are at the beautiful law offices of Lopez McHugh in Morristown, New Jersey. Yes. They made a generous donation. At some point, one of them will probably come down, Alan. We'll get to see the <laughs> They're lawyers. They're reading the paninis. But I, I believe right now they are monitoring what we say for <laughs> pot- potential lawsuit purposes. Yes. <laughs> but I do. I, I got to get this in right here because Barrett Brooks is here. And Barrett Brooks understands the, the trenches of the NFL, the real, where the real fights happen right in the middle. And I'm watching that Eagle game on Sunday, and I was constantly amazed at how awfully the offensive line was playing, which is one of the best offensive lines the Eagles have had in recent memory. You have Jason Kelsey, a pro bowler, a brilliant performer. You have uh, Dickerson, who's really emerged as a solid guy. You've got Maialata, who is a monster, right? On the other side, you had Driscoll, eh. And say Amalu, eh. But, you know, we had at least three guys you thought you could count on. And then you realize, wow, when you remove Lane Johnson from that picture, it really takes a major step down. But there has never been a stat in the last 10 years more astounding than the stat of the Eagles' success or lack thereof when Lane Johnson is not in the lineup. They have played 31 games without Lane Johnson in the last decade. They have won nine of them and lost 22. Barrett Brooks, you were a lineman for many years and a damn good one. Can one man on an offensive line make that much difference? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, remember back with the Jets, they had Daryl Revis. They used to call him Revis Island. Well, we can call Lane Johnson Johnson Island. With him – he gives you the autonomy now to call whatever you want to call because you don't have to worry about that right side. When you don't have to worry about him, that means you have to slide protection to him. You don't have to worry about the, if he plays against their best player, you know he's an equalizer. He's going to stop their best rushing defensive end if he's on top of him. You don't have to allocate any resources to him when he's in the game. You can just leave him by himself and go on and call whatever you want to call. They kind of do that with both their tackles. They believe in Jordan Malata the same way. That way you have young guys like Landon Dickerson and, you know, not so much, you know, uh, Sam Malu being a young guy, but he moved to the other side of the ball. So yep. you can kind of call protections to help out those two guys, you know, when needed. That means you can stiffen up the 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 the, uh, the offensive line in a manner that you can step up now because you can be more aggressive in the interior of that offensive line, that you can help the two guards. All right. Let me, let me explore. So he's not there, right? Yep. How does that impact all those – False starts. There was a flurry right in the middle that really screwed him over. His not being there has other guys over anxious. Absolutely, it does. It has them jumping, uh, jumping the count because they know they're not as covered as they were without Lane. Well, that's a part of the deal. That's a part of it because now wow. you have to call you have to call offenses to account for him lack his lack of being a Lane Johnson. You have to slide the protection that way. That means you can't help. Uh, Landon Dickerson as much. That means you can't help Kelsey as much. That means you can't help Jordan. Um, uh, you can't help Sam Malo too much because you have to make sure you have a send a chipper his way or leave a tight end on his side or somebody to help him. Well, the Eagles didn't get that until the third quarter to help right. this young guy out. When when this happens, and I, I always want to ask this question, I'm finally going to get to ask it. You jump off. You jump early. Uh, the flags come out. Now, you know what's happening on TV. Right. They got a f- close-up 
of of Barrett Brooks's face, <laughs> right? What is that like from your end? Like what do you, you feel in that moment? You you feel like you're about two inches tall because <laughs> yeah. I mean you you never get called. I may have had the best game ever. Uh, I blocked Charles Haley or yeah. Mr. Reggie White all day long, stopped him all day long. But the one time you make a mistake, <laughs> you're an idiot. You you don't know how to play the game. You know why did they draft this guy? You know what is he doing out there? You know you could play it an excellent. You could have had ten pancake blocks. You could have stopped the best pass rusher ever. But that one mistake. <laughs> Is, is, is what you're going to be judged on, man. That's just, you know, the nature of the beast, man. It's, it just happens. All right. It happened to Kelsey at least once, maybe twice with the false twice, starts. Yeah, twice. twice. And then he got a bad holding. Uh, he also got a holding on a big plat. All right. Jason Kelsey is the steadiest, best leader this team has had in forever. Was he affected by Lane not being there? Is that an explanation for, I would say, his worst game of the season? You know, he as as the leader there, he kind of has to overcompensate a little bit. Yeah. For and you know other iniquities on the offensive line, like if he, if someone else, if we're if they're not having a good game out of somebody, he's gonna feel an obligation to help him out. Ah. Like he might slap the ball a little earlier because you I mean look at those guys, they all got the Jason Peterism. That means they jump off the, they get off the yeah. rock so fast. It looks like they're all sides every single play. But the league is so used to them doing that, they don't even call it anymore. Okay. So they get off at the drop of a dime, so that means Kelsey has to get the ball off exactly that fast also, or we'd be penalized the entire day. And with a different quarterback, it's a different way of hearing the snap count. So we might have some this Sunday because of with Jalen Hurst being there. He hasn't been there uh, in the past two weeks. So they might be jumping off sides for him also because he's a different snap count that uh, they got to get used to. All right. Is it safe to say, I want to make sure I get this interview right when he comes out at the top of the hour. Is my premise that he did not have a good game? Is that a solid premise? Well, I watched the game. Actually, I watched it three times, and he didn't have a Jason Kelsey type of game. There it is. Rhea, I'm in the clear. I'm in the clear. My uh, premise, Wilson. See, let if me at know any how that point, works. Al, mm-hmm. if, not that Jason would, but if at any point he goes, I thought I played well. Yeah. I go, don't ask me. Bar- 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 <laughs> the hell do I know? Not the standards I'm used to him playing. Jason would never say that after no, a while. No, I know he wouldn't. But no. if he did, I, I got I got a nice fallback position. It's all on Bar- Burks. I, actually, Jason, I thought you played fine. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Joe is out of line from Wilkes-Barre. Hi, Joe. How are you today? How you doing, Angelo? I'm doing fine, Joe. I got a big game Sunday, and I'm looking forward to it. You are not kidding. And what we need to do is four words. Get back to the basics. Yep. Smash mouth football, right, Joe? Joe, you want to smash some people down and get some first downs and that kind of stuff, right? That's right. You get the ball thrown to you, you catch it. You get the ball handed to you, you don't drop it. And if you got to cover somebody, you cover them. Exactly. And I know how to protect my quarterback now that I'm all but positive Hurts is coming back. Run the ball! Run the ball! Miles Sanders, let's see that knee work, buddy. Exactly. I don't, you know what? You want to know the truth, Joe? Whenever these guys are running the ball, they wish they wish they were passing it. They hate running the ball. They, they, yeah, they hate it. Do. How many times yep. this season they had a great matchup their run game against the run defense, and they still threw the ball more than they ran it. They do it. They yep. just don't like to run the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hate that. Joe, give me a song. What do you got? Oh, I got the winner. Ready? Yep. 
Sweet home Alabama. Mm. Oh, let me tell you. But I'm coming home to you. Oh, and you know what else, Joe? You can croon, too. That was excellent. <laughs> I like that a lot. You stay right there, Joe. John's up next from the city. Hi, Johnny. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? We're doing great, John. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not doing too good, Ainge, because, I mean, it seems like every time we talk negative about the Eagles, it's always about the same things. It's always yep. about, you know, the first half of defense playing soft and not being able to adjust during the first half. You have to wait till halftime to adjust not running the ball. I mean, these are all things as a coach, you should be able to prepare a team and play to your strengths of your team. And when you have an offensive line that blocks like we do and a running game that blocks like we do and you refuse to use it, then that brings some concern to me. 100%. So, John, here's what you're saying, and I'm with you on this. That roster, that's a very good team. Nobody is going to argue that is not a complete team with talented players at most positions. What's Howie Roseman thinking when he watches it? When he sees a team go down nine minutes yeah. and take a break, what's Howie Roseman thinking? He's got shutdown corners who are not being used that way. They're in a soft zone, and they're allowed. They're allowing 10- and 15-yard passes. I don't know what feedback Howie is giving the coaches, but if it were me and I had put that roster together, I'd be telling the coaches to use the players to the best of David advantage. If we know anything about Howie, yeah. I have no doubt he has offered feedback. He's not well, shy. Then, then, then maybe, Aria, maybe yeah. he agrees with throwing the ball more. We know they love the pass in that organization. Maybe he's saying do it this way. We don't know. He's never going to tell I us. I could see him like maybe letting them decide what they want to do on offense. But on yeah. defense, I gave you these two guys. Use them. Talking Isn't about Bradbury that- and, and Slay. John, here's what it's got, because Howie only talks before and after the season. So they show him in the in the luxury box uh, during the game, and, and I am trying to put a thought bubble over his head. Because okay. he's not showing you anything, but he doesn't look happy. Well, especially with that game, with what's available in the draft. If you're frustrated, <laughs> if, if we're frustrated by what's being called, what's not being called, He's the guy to put the roster together. He must be more frustrated than us. Right, John? I mean, he's oh, got to be. I mean, I can't imagine how frustrated he is. He, he got the players that he needed to get to build this roster to be as strong as we are. And we are when we play to our strengths. But unfortunately, if he's passing a message down, it's not getting there. Here's all I could tell you. If I was Howie Roseman after the game Sunday, I would yell and scream. Hmm. That is often my default cue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when in doubt. Yell and scream. Ah! <laughs> that would be my opening line. Yeah. All right, Aww. John, give me a song. What do you got for me? Has anybody said Viva Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. They have. They have. Give me another okay. one, John. How about Allentown? Ooh. Allentown. I love that song. Another Bruce Springsteen. All right, where are we right now, Ava? Halfway through our contest for the Novacare Luxury Box tickets. Midnight train to Georgia, Viva Las Vegas, Hotel California, Streets of Philadelphia, Philadelphia Freedom, Chicago, Sounds of Philadelphia, Sweet Home Alabama, and Allentown. All right, and you know that the five that you will do, you will then place in a uh, heart-rending medley. Yes. I didn't know if you wanted me to do that now, so I just didn't. No, no, no. I want to ramp up excitement for the end. Oh, yeah, it's going to be just thrilling. Uh, a lot of people. Everyone's so excited for it. <laughs> All right, see, now that right there, that's an attitude issue. Yeah. You know you're a good singer. Eh. 
you're a good singer. You're, Some days. You're, you're, you're kind of a Janis Joplin type. Oh, okay. You're a belter. I mean, like, I would definitely take it as a compliment. Then, but then uh, get ready to belt. Uh, okay. All right. 215-592-9490. <laughs> we come back. Jason Kelsey's up. You don't want to miss that. WIP Sports Time, 755. Hey, it's the beginning of the year. Everybody's making resolutions right now. Do you have to make a resolution to treat your pets better than ever? Just in case you do, do what I do and go to Dogs and Cats Rule Stores because they're awesome, and it's a perfect way to plan out a healthy year for your pet. So right now at Dogs and Cats Rule, they have the largest selection of premium raw, freeze-dried, gently cooked, dehydrated, and traditional kibble and cans. You will get the right food for your dog if you just talk to the people at these great stores. You could also show a full line. You could also take advantage of a full line of supplements to help with digestive skin and coat, calming, hip and joint issues. They got everything there. And winter is here at Dogs and Cats Rules, so you're going to get special pricing on coats, sweaters, and fleece. And check out their collection of officially licensed Eagle bandanas, jerseys, beds, toys, and more. A trip to Dogs and Cats Rule is fun for you and your dog. Take them with you. Seven locations, New Jersey, Pennington, and Princeton, MPA, Newtown, Doylestown, New Hope, Maple Glen, and Bluebell. Dogs and Cats Rural. Shop small, shop local, shop family. Brought to you by MHS Lift. Up next here on the WIP Morning Show, Jason Kelsey as the 13-3 Eagles close out the regular season Sunday, 425 at the link against the Giants. Birds held a walkthrough Wednesday. Hertz listed as a limited participant. Inquirer's Jeff McLean saying Hertz took all the first team reps. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting DeMar Hamlin's father addressed the entire Buffalo Bills team via Zoom yesterday, telling the team DeMar is making progress. Of course, Hamlin has been in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest during Monday night football. Get, get window donations, home show savings, Two free windows with every two you buy, plus no interest for five full years. Windownation.com slash home show. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Mix of sun and clouds with a high of 60. It's currently 55. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP.